0: I waited all year for this. Oh, hi. It's Jess. (laughs) It's Jen. I'm so excited for the Naughty and Nice. Naughty and Nice Naughty (laughs) and You guys, it's that time of year. We are in a good mood. I might be drinking a little bubbly for the both of us. (laughs) You
1: know, let's let's, let's have fun. I'm so excited about this episode. It's freewheeling. It's fast. It's fun. And we get to talk a little, like a little goss.
0: Oh, let's talk Okay. D- d- like dirt. No, Bring
1: the No tape. guess, no guess, no guess. Okay. So if you didn't listen to last year's Naughty and Nice List, this is how it works. We, you know, look at we 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 stand back, we get some perspective on the, the past calendar year, and we think, what are the things that like make us feel warm and fuzzy inside and really happy
0: about and what are the things that are still like
1: grinding our gears?
0: Grinding my gears, pissing yeah, me yeah, off. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. These <laughs> naughty people. <laughs> or naughty things, just like a, it's our thumbs stop. up, thumbs down. Yeah. I don't know. Let's just get started.
2: This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is...
0: Okay, I'm going to kick it off. I want to be naughty first, or I don't want to be naughty. I want to talk about something naughty. Mm -hmm, You ready? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, my naughty list for 2019. Companies marketing CBD as a disease treatment or therapeutic (laughs) cure. That's right. I made it a headline. So the FDA is also thinking that these companies are on a naughty list. Listen, it was the year of CBD. We all know that, right? Yeah. Here's where it gets problematic for me. The FDA had to send out letters at the end of the year to 15 companies, and this is just a small smattering of the companies, that are illegally selling various products containing cannabidiol, and they're calling, they're like doing drug claims for them.
1: Yeah, Um, yeah.
0: And I, w- I just saw a new store today in New York that opened up around us that's all about CBD. Okay. So I just like – I got a little schadenfreude of like the, the way – not schadenfreude because I don't I, – this is bad. This is scary stuff. Like if your sibling gets in trouble and you're like, yeah, e- Yeah, a little bit because <laughs> reading the letters was funny and I have a highlight from one of the letters. But I do want to say there is one important thing in this naughty item, which is CBD is still not completely tested. And the FDA in its announcement about this warned um, – CBD has been shown in animal studies to interfere uh, with the development and function of testes and sperm, decrease testosterone levels, and impair sexual behavior in males. True, these were animal studies. Yeah. And they again and again, the FDA was like, we need more info. We need more info. But I think it's hilarious. People say the same stuff about chemicals, and all of a sudden, they're like, no chemicals. Right. There are
1: endocrine disruptors, and et cetera, et cetera. we don't know about CBD. Yeah. I, do, I have to be careful because sometimes I feel like I'm bashing CBD because people – I mean, I was going through like a tough time. My friend was like, you know what you need? And she told me, like, I don't, like, work in beauty or anything. She was like, you need this cream, this CBD cream. And I'm like, what? For like, what? Exactly. And I feel like a bit of a hater, but, like, it's emerging science, right? Like, can we
0: just call it emerging it, science? It is, but you need to tell that to some of these companies, as does the FDA and what's they're doing. Um, the marketing goes against the FDNC Act in that they are marketing CBD products to treat diseases or other therapeutic uses for human or animals. Diseases. So I just pulled out one of the letters. It was to this—I'm sorry, to this little— co- Sorry to this company. (laughs) Sorry to this man. That was an excellent moment in 2019, by the way. Um, Sorry to this company. Rooted Apothecary LLC. But here's what they're claiming, and this is why they got a letter. They have the CBD, like, tooth pain oil. And instead of synthetic chemicals that have safety concerns, use this blend. It has the best of nature to help calm inflammation and the pain of teething. It also promotes sleepiness. Okay, those are some drug claims. There's also lavender in this product. Yeah. They go, "Lavender has antidepressant properties." Oh my god. The
1: FDA just like starts like listing It's really sweet though. Do you know what
0: I mean? Like Yeah, it... I don't think they knew yeah. how you're not allowed to say your drug <laughs> when you're not. Um they also on their website say, "Increasing evidence suggests that CBD oil is a powerful option for pain, anxiety, and autism." It seems okay. this is my favorite. <laughs> it seems like an attractive and safe option for children. I feel like they thought if they oh put in there yeah. they wouldn't be making the drug right. claim the <laughs> FDA was like no you have to almost hand it to them like they've tried to yeah, like they buffer like, themselves they walked back from like what they thought was like a dead hard claim and they were like I'll just like imply a drug use you lost me at autism yeah I was Hi.
1: like okay the sleepiness antidepressant like you know there are fragrances that are like oh like uplifting you know like clears yeah. your mood all true but like not medicinal?
0: No, no. I, so all the letters had this same vibe where the, the FDA just like pointed out again and again, you can't say this. You can't say
1: this. So I got to ask you, do you think, I know that, you know, the claims and, and all that, that needs to be worked out. That's one part. But do you think we're going to be seeing CBD the way we are today in like five years? Do you think that, you know, CBD is going to be something that is just, you know, like if, if a product has retinol, it has SPF, oh, it's got
0: CBD, you know, like one like of those kind of... St- standard ingredients. I am not sure because I have never seen one ingredient take over the beauty industry so much and then bring in outside people that aren't even beauty people to get into this space right. in the way that I have with CBD. But I think it'll be the same as it is with um, marijuana as the state guidelines change and we get more regulation on what it can and can't do. Mm-hmm. It'll stick around. I okay. really do think so. All right. Naughty, naughty to these companies. though. They are on the naughty list. And I feel like mine stuff's earnest. Wait, That's the thing funny, thing In the little break, Jess was like, mine aren't as fun as yours.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, we're starting recording now? <laughs> yes, we're okay. still recording. That's the naughty and oh, nice okay. episode. All right. Okay, listen, I don't know. I just feel like mine are, like, they're not as, like, sexy. All right. But this is true. This is how I feel. Okay. okay? I'm ready. I'm getting soft in my... Motherhood is making me real soft. (laughs) I got to tell you, I hear myself saying things and I'm like, that is the lamest shit I've ever heard. (laughs) And it feels so right coming out of my mouth. Like very cardigan kind of person right now. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I am all about this like renewed focus on women over 40. Okay. This is a nice list. This is nice. Oh yeah. So my what I think is nice <laughs> is that we're finally putting the focus on women over forty, and okay. I say that as somebody obviously Who's I'm like not over 40. I'm not over forty, but like I see it, you know I'm knocking at its door, and I really so the past few years having been at a million meetings, focus groups, uh, press events where it's all about like this is we've completely thrown our brand in the trash to appeal to the millennial customer. That did or happen Gen for C. 10 years straight. Yes. Everything is about the millennial customer. And I think technically I am a millennial. I'm an yeah. older millennial. Um, that's that's for sure. But it's like, guys, I understand you have to be relevant. I understand you cannot ignore this tremendous group of people. I think millennials are going to be the biggest group, like second to boomers or something. Yeah. Well, but, the boomers are dying off. So yeah. there's more millennials.
0: Love you, boomers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it feels almost like... Um, slavish this devotion to people who don't necessarily give them back, you know, a return on their investment. We, so
0: where are you seeing this renewed okay. focus on women over so, 40 in the beauty business? Remember, we
1: went to that L'Oreal event a few um, few weeks ago. We sat at this L'Oreal event and they talked about how women over 40 are basically um, underserved. I'll, I'll, I'll say it like that. We learned that 70% of women over 50 feel forgotten. By the beauty industry. Yes, by the, yeah. 60% of them use makeup every day. And I can attest to that having known, knowing a lot of women over 50.
0: Yeah. Like, my mom wasn't getting out of the car without lipstick. No, so so the nice thing is they're yeah. focusing on these women. Yeah. and it's like, hello, thank you. They're coming out with a whole line devoted to this.
1: We're all going to get older. I've been very reflective the past year. We're all getting older. And the idea of, like, you're no longer relevant, you're no longer visible, um, I think, you know, we talk so much about inclusivity in this country right now, but ageism is like something it's, that we're not we comfortable be, talking about. But this year you
0: started to see a a, a twist, the a age twist. inclusivity. So,
1: so L'Oreal is coming out with, I don't think I can You can actually. Can I reveal are. their products? Okay. Mm-hmm. They're coming out with products that are targeted, you know, to like, you know, for a lipstick that isn't, you know. It's called Age Perfect. Just oh, yeah. A of, yeah. The age line. Perfect. Um, foundation that covers without looking like a mask. I'm sorry. Like, we don't all want to look like, get the coverage, but, like, look like Kylie Jenner. You know, like, yeah. it's not about that airbrush kind of, like, Instagram look. Um, is there other things besides the
0: L'Oreal yeah. Age Perfect? That you- so
1: um, there's, you know, whether or not this is really <laughs> – Jen, Jen pours herself just another pour drink. myself another glass. <laughs> glug, glug, glug. Um, God, I cannot wait till I can <laughs> drink freely again. So – uh, there's a brand called Pause, which is all about menopause. Pause,
0: well aging.
1: Oh, pause, well aging. Instead of anti aging. That's a good example. Um, P and G just bought a brand that's um. It's not necessarily skincare. I think it's like supplements and I think like some vaginal dryness stuff. <laughs> but that's taking it you know to to another level. But my point is, it's normalizing the conversation about aging. It's not ignoring women who honestly like some of my biggest you know I hate this term like girl crushes. Are women who are over forty, over fifty, and it just seems so crazy that we can talk about, you know, inclusivity, and we're still kind of like,
0: oh, he's old. I feel this going naughty. It was starting out nice. We were positive. No, and- it's nice.
1: It's not. It, it's a nice. It's a nice reaction to. I think. A naughty, you thing. know, a culture that in is still looking it was naughty
0: at- in twenty nineteen. You're starting to like get right. back together, beauty industry, exactly.
1: So I like that, we, yeah. We need to we need to like realize that you know people who are spending money on makeup like they deserve more respect. I like it. I feel nice about that too. I feel very nice about it. I'm excited to get older.
0: All right, guys, Jen is pissed. She's, she's gotten naughties like, like all day long. <laughs> I put my naughties first, so now I sound like mean old Scrooge over here, but okay. No, here, I just got pissed, too. My naughty list for 2019 includes press releases to beauty editors that try to build excitement by telling us how many products they sell. <gasps> oh, I was going to put this. Okay, well, every second day, minute, year, I have examples. Are you ready? Okay, oh, my God. You guys know part of our job is... We don't just go out looking and reporting on beauty products. A lot of publicists pitch us their ideas, and they always have, like, a great angle on it. Like, you should write about this because it's for women over 40. You should write about this because it's, you know, cold season and everybody has a cold. For some goddamn reason, they think this is something that I want to write about. I'm sorry. I'm just going to call out the brand so you just know. Redken told me that their volumizing hair mousse Guts 10 sold once every minute in 2019. And then Revlon said, one cherries in the snow and fire and ice super lustrous lipstick sold every four minutes. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, that's random. Then we have in June, I remember a publicist pitched me this because I still have the email. Vitabrid C, a scalp shampoo, is a bestseller with one bottle sold every 15 seconds in Asia. Good to know. Thanks for sharing. (laughs) And then in August, there was the brand Pry, P-R-A-I. Oh yeah, yeah. They're launching launching a nighttime version of their neck cream. Oh, I one, do love Cry. Yeah. Well, one jar of the original sold every 60 seconds worldwide. I, should I keep going? I have like five uh, more.
1: I think I, I get I get the picture. I get Just let me pic- finish on one great
0: one, <laughs> which brings home where they get this from. Yeah. So they go to like NPD, which is a sale. It compiles all the sales data for products. Of, of luxury or prestige. Products, and they see, yeah. okay, you know, in this year we sold a thousand products, and then some junior little publicist is like, let's divide it by three sixty five, and then by you know twenty four, and then by this to find out like why is that interesting.
1: I think it's an old metric. The first time I ever heard that was Great Lash. It was like Maybelline Great Lash. This was like 20 years ago. Yes. Like every time you blink, like
0: seven or sold. So but it was a huge number and they were doing it to be like, this is the number one people Yeah, you picture people
1: like in the movie in my mind, it's like, you know, a montage of like someone in Tulsa and then someone in like Moscow. And well, like, you know, when I was a baby beauty
0: editor, I kept like when I first saw this pitch, <laughs> I was like, oh, weird. So right now someone's buying it. Right now, oh, yeah. so I'm buying it, thinking <laughs> totally. it actually meant that like every second someone yeah. was buying it. But I'm sorry, at 4 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in the U.S., nobody's buying a Great Lash anywhere in America. Maybe online. You know what? This is like kind Fine. This is kind of like a side point, but it's
1: just something that I really enjoy. What? A net a porte. Yeah. They tell you oh. what's in people's carts like in around the lifetime. world. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. freaking
0: cool. So maybe if beauty could do something like that. That I like. But this just becomes like you're just doing math for me. Thanks. OK, last one. Soap and Glory. They literally sent me a chart and it was like one sold every X seconds. And I was like, oh, shit, they forgot to fill in the number before. Like a draft. Oh, dear. Nope, yeah. no. Nope. There was a list below it of all of their products and the number of how many sold per second. What's the biggest selling Soap and Glory product? I like their products. This the highest number is Sexy Mother Pucker. Puck, that's my favorite okay, product so that from makes them, sense. Sexy Mother Pucker. One it's of good. I believe those every 26 seconds. Okay. But, like, when you're getting down to every 94 seconds we sell something, yeah. maybe this isn't the point. You should be, like, put, like, this isn't your marketing story uh, right
1: now. I think, you know, brands are always evolving. This is, like, an old kind of, you know, metric.
0: These are good products I just mentioned, no, too. No, I know. You don't they're need great. to go this route. So, <laughs> That's just my naughty list. Do, don't do math for me. Do something more interesting if you're going to pitch me a story. Thank you and goodbye.
1: I think you might have this on your list. And if you don't have it, I think it's just because you're like, oh, we've talked about this to death. Like we all know. It's like sky blue. There is still so much waste in the beauty industry. <gasps> yes. Okay. Energy. So, naughty, naughty, naughty. It's naughty. really naughty. So, I learned the amount of plastic packaging in US products, um, not just on personal care, okay, has increased by 100 and over 120 times since 1960. Oh. And almost 70% of that waste, it just goes in landfills. So, don't think like because we're, you know, we're all like recycling minded. Please, like Jen and I, we were just walking through the subway station and you see the, it breaks my heart all the time. You see the recycling container and you see the, trash container i can't even look at it anymore because the recycling container has like you know a freaking like you know mcdonald's bag in it you know like it's it's not and people even if, are not compliant and even
0: when you are doing job and sorting correctly which we've learned from love beauty and planet when it gets to the plant they might not be able to recycle it because it's it has gold the emblem out, on it yeah oh, but,
1: so so we so it's like it's the kind of situation that makes me feel very um like, existential dread, like, you know, like, what's the point? Like, it sends me to a really deep place if I think about it. But we have to make some changes. There is, there is a silver lining to this. Um, brands like L'Oreal and the Unilever, they're all trying to, like, they have these huge sustainability efforts, which you can read about on their websites. It's like they, they are being held accountable or holding themselves accountable. I see a
0: lot more of the beach, the ocean plastic reused in bottles. Yeah. I think that's a great way to, like, Brands that use ocean plastic. So it's not just like it's recyclable. It's like we pulled this out of the ocean. Did, you, I mean, did you, you hear about
1: that like whale the other day? Like I know that this happens every day, but they found a whale and they opened him up and it was something insane. Like I should have actually looked this up before I called before I called you guys before I, before I hopped on the phone with you guys. It was like tons and tons and tons of just plastic and inside garbage inside this poor whale. And it's
0: not just big plastic because I remember when I was doing some research on flushable butt wipes, which mm-hmm. I think was mentioned on our last year's Naughty and Nice, yeah. they are made of rayon and there's microplastic that goes into the water even after they degrade. Oh. And I feel really bad about butt wipes. So
1: I, I, I know that this isn't like something that we alone can solve, but I do think that like the... There's a few things. It's the breadth of product that is put out. I don't think that every brand needs like eight launches a year. Like why can't it just be like the old fashioned system? Fall, winter, spring, summer. Clearly I'm not like running, you know, a store. huge a, no it's a huge conglomerate that like has gold. You know, oh, it's yeah, easy for me, making money. It's easy for me to say. But I think there is just plain old too much stuff. Um and then also, you know, on a like an editor note and I was debating whether or not I was going to say this because it feels a little inside baseball and all like, oh, poor you. But as editors, Jen and I have like the heartbreak every day of seeing how much stuff comes in, how much like jazz comes with it, how much flair. Yeah. And I know that there are lots of other editors talking about this. Actually, and influencers. Your, co- your colleague, Julia um, Gall. Yes. She did like an Instagram post. She works in fashion. Yes. But she did an Instagram post about, um, you know, she stuck her neck out there, but that was pretty cool saying, you know, don't send superfluous
0: things. She but gets to do that, though, because that girl lives a plastic-free lifestyle, which I, I'm i so amazed by her every time. Wow. To so the point that every single beauty product she used is not plastic. She asks, she was like, what do you think of this brow powder in an aluminum tin? She will not use anything, even fashion stuff, if it includes plastic packaging. Wow, okay. So, So she's allowed to talk. I'm probably not.
1: But no, but but you live in the real world. Yeah. I don't think that it's like, oh, Jen, you it's can't hard. speak because I saw you drinking a can of, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's it's really hard, but there's absolutely no need for us to receive like plexiglass displays. And I don't need 17 SKUs of, you And know, not just
0: us, it pa- consumers too, because when they get mm-hmm. to their retail store and they see a big old package and they open it up and there's a bunch of air and filling and plastic stuff to make it look pretty, and then it's a small thing inside... They're probably getting annoyed, too.
1: Yeah, it's just it's gotten crazy. And like, yeah. but it's gotten to a point where it's so out of hand. It's not like, oh, God, we're approaching like, you know, like code red. It's like we're at code red right now. And I think the beauty industry needs to respond
0: much faster than they are. Naughty, naughty. It's time to be nice. <laughs> I have like a simple I have two nice ones. One's more complicated. I'll do the simple one okay. first. Okay. Can I just put Sugar Lash Pro Lash Lift on my nice lift? Oh, you like it. I just call it a nice lift. Keep drinking. <laughs> drinking too. Much. Keep drinking. <laughs> Please do remember, I got married this year, and I got this lash lift from Sugar, sugar Lash. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: think I, I got married this year,
0: and I was it's drinking like at my wedding dessert.
1: too. <gasps> I'm Ish. still drunk.
0: Sugar Lash <laughs> Pro Lash Lift. Okay, we're called Fat Mascara. I love a good mascara. But this year, I got on board with a lash lift. It's a teeny tiny perm. You put on your lashes. A lash perm. I mean, it sounds ludicrous. It does. And I sit there and it takes an hour to get them done. But it changes your life. Like They perm your lashes so they're permanently curled. Then they tint them so they're dark. And I swear, I wake up in the morning. You know when you wake up in the morning you look in the mirror and you're just like, oh, God, here we go. I don't feel like that when I get the lash lift because even without mascara, I just feel like I look awake. I think... It's not for everyone. I get that. But it kind of changed my life in 2019. I like that it saves you time.
1: Saves me And it me does time. look good on you. I'm just nervous to get one. They offered me one. I'm nervous to get one because I have
0: sensitive eyes. I would say for, if you have sensitive eyes. Also, claustrophobia is real. They, oh, I claustrophobic. They See, sort it's of. You basically have your lids taped shut. But oh, I Jesus do some. I, <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. This is like out of my hell razor. Keep it nightmare. on the nice list. Keep it on the nice list. Okay. Yeah. So. Lash have, lifts and tints are a great option for anyone who doesn't want to curl their lashes and put on <laughs> mascara. Every I day. have a sub. If if you if you're like me, you know what mascara I've been absolutely loving. What it's
1: inspired by the lash lift. You know this mascara. The oh, the ma- falsies. The Maybelline falsies. That lash shit's lift. good. I'm wearing it now. Usually my lashes are like it looks like I'm not even wearing mascara by this time. We're recording at like after 6 p.m. It's
0: awesome. It's a fake lash lift.
1: Yeah. And if you curl your lashes before, too, which I know is like a little extra bonus, it's they look great. They look like you're wearing falsies.
0: So, yes, the Sugar Lash Lift, Sugar Lash Pro Lash Lift gives you a look like you have on mascara when you don't. Why do I feel like you're not going to make
1: it till the end of the episode? (laughs) Because I'm
0: doing drinking for both of us. Okay. (laughs) Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Guys, sorry, I'm chewing my my
1: Pirates Booty, which is it's a bit like packing peanuts, but tasty. Oh, we're recording? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's so, <laughs> it's so freaking good. Um this is this is This like,
0: episode brought to you by <laughs> Pirates Booty. <laughs> pirates
1: Booty, we are here for it. <laughs> okay. Um so this actually, I didn't. I didn't have this prepared, but I was just thinking about it now. Oh, okay. But it's it's another nice. God, I suck. Why? Because <laughs> all my things are nice. Like you're a mother I now. I have a couple naughty. I did not. Um, you know, the Victoria's Secret show was canceled, mm-hmm. and people were like, "Yes, bitch!" You know, like down, like they were like, like mm-hmm. literally, like cheering in the streets. and patriarchy. Take yeah, that. I, I kind of, I wasn't like, okay, this was a tradition that needed to die, but what I. Like, if they want to do their fashion show, it, like, really didn't, like, grind my, grind my gears. It didn't grind my gears that much. I don't know like, where you're going with this. Okay. Okay, I'm go. But I like that this huge institution has had, like, a gut check moment. And I think <gasps> they were pressured. We know they were pressured to do it. And, like, um, hello, all that Jeffrey Epstein stuff didn't really help <laughs> Victoria's Secret either. Oh,
0: wow, yeah. Yeah.
1: But So Nice list. Nice list. Victoria's Secret,
0: forgetting with the times. Exactly.
1: I think they have a lot of power. I think Victoria's Secret as um, you know, a young girl was always very synonymous to me with like, this is what it means to be like a sexy twenty-something.
0: It was cool back in the day. It was
1: cool, yeah. And maybe I'm sure you guys, you know, some of you might be like spell. (laughs) Love spell. I mean, I remember walking in there and just feeling like, oh, like, you know,
0: like this is this is what it means to be like a sexy bitch. Like, and if your partner brought you like a bra from Victoria's Secret, you'd be like, oh, "Okay, exactly." Like, it was
1: synonymous. If my with,
0: husband brought home Victoria's Secret lingerie, I'd laugh in his face. <laughs> I, don't,
1: I don't know. I think really cute things. It was the the identity that felt really outdated, and and they I think had that moment where they looked at themselves and they said, yeah. "You know what? We have no diversity. We have no body diversity." And preach, you know, it's it was very 1990s. And as a kid, I I mean, it's it's so sad when I think about it. Like, I was like, oh, I'm not like, my, I'm not hot enough to shop here. And it's like, I was 14 years old.
0: The fact that you were thinking that makes me sad. Yeah, well, but I don't think I'm with this nice list went naughty again. We got to keep it positive. So, Victoria, no, these issues are complex. Yes, these issues it's true. are complex. True.
1: So, I think that I think it's nice that Victoria's Secret, whether under pressure. Or not, it was so much, you know, whatever, however the brand's doing is 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 beside the point. They're still going to, they're still kind of synonymous with sex appeal in the U.S. And they've had a, had a reckoning. I like that. That's oh, a good one. Thanks. So, hold on, Jen. I've got to say something. I'm ready. Somebody on, like, our iTunes reviews or something said... Please stop snacking during the show because it's too, like, awful and disgusting. I just want to let you know we don't snack on the show. This is the first time I've snacked, so she's hearing
0: something. Yeah, oh, we're letting, like, our our freak flag fly on this episode because <laughs> yes. so I'm I, drinking, you're eating pirate's booty. But we don't snack on the show, so I don't
1: know what you're hearing, so I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> so iTunes reviewer 274. I don't know what it's about, but we do not snack on but the show.
1: You've definitely stopped listening by now.
0: <laughs> we love all of you listeners. I know. Okay, naughty list. Okay. Naughty, naughty. Naughty, naughty. Okay. The beauty community online and their freaking drama. Mm! When, I, when I say beauty community, I mean this whole other world that has built up on YouTube of beauty influencers and their insular, like, cat fighting and drama and, like, Tea spilling and this and that. Okay, just a couple examples from 2019. You ready? <laughs> Tati Westbrook versus James Charles. Oh my God. Do you remember that one? Yeah.
1: How could I forget? You know, it was like if- our Alamo. It's the
0: beauty. <laughs> that's not tracking for me, but fine. <laughs> like, remember Tati? <laughs> remember Tati? No, actually, it's remember James because you know he liked sugar bear hair, but she had her own halo supplements. Oh, is that? That's right. That was the crux of the argument. Yeah. Okay. It's hard sometimes to track it back to what really started the like the, the shit, but that's what it was with them. And then James lost three million followers. Fine, whatever. Then there was Twitter versus Jackie Ina because of this. Is where it gets complicated. Like, she stopped her Twitter account because Patrick Starr and Manny did a traptorial video that copied Chelsea Worthy's style. But they were trying to be positive about Jackie. But then it got into a race war. And then everybody came for Jackie. And she was just trying to represent for the black community. It was insane. I can't comment on that because I don't know enough about the details. I sort of started watching. And then I was like, I can't even figure out what we're mad about anymore. So that one. I just have a couple more. Raw Beauty Christie and others, versus Jaclyn Hill over the problem with her line. We've right, discussed right, it. Right, right, Poor girl. The Lots fir- of drama. The furry lipsticks. She came back swaying. lipsticks. And then, okay, and then Shane Dawson comes out with like his whole docu-series of like, here's what really goes on behind the beauty world. It's like the beautiful world of Jeffree Star. Yeah. And you get behind the scenes. And the whole thing is ridiculous. It
1: just feels so silly and mean-spirited. This is a... I have a problem, you know, listen, like I realize we put ourselves out there to thousands of people every single week giving opinions. So like we can, he- you know, we should expect to hear something back. But it's this feedback loop of like nastiness and like controversy online that makes me just want to like hide into a hole. But I do I do think
0: it just makes me. It's not naughty as in bad. I just think it's funny, and I think they're all being naughty. But I did find this one quote that There's I wanted to share. There's bad behavior
1: show. going on. There's Absolutely. bad behavior. They
0: feed it because they know yeah. it gets them more clicks on their videos. Yeah. But so media psychologist Pamela Rutledge. Wait, did what, you
1: contact a psychologist about this? I, it is a re-reported quote. Okay. I did some research <laughs> on
0: this because I was like, someone's got to be talking about why is there so much drama in this community? Yeah. And she spoke with Insider, and I just thought this was really interesting, and this helps us put it all in perspective. She says, quote, YouTube is, in effect, a reality show. The relationships among influencers Mm -hmm. and credibility by creating a sense of a world in which they operate allows them to take advantage of the energy among the characters rather than having to generate all the energy themselves. They use you, the followers and the watchers, to help feed this narrative so that we feel like we're following along on a soap opera.
1: That's that's completely what it is. And you know what? I actually am not... I I do think there's a nastiness that's just, like, not attractive to me. but To you as a person? To me as a person.
0: I don't think you're nasty.
1: No, no, a nasty, no, no, no. Um, There's a nastiness in this community that I don't find attractive. Oh, yes, in the beauty YouTube community. Or compelling, but I'm also, like, not, you know, that's not my thing. Um, But I do like, and I hate saying this, that it's kind of creating at least, like, a culture and sense of, like, Community. Oh, that yeah. makes sense.
0: Because we all know the characters. And I we love feel... Vanderpump
1: rules. You know what I mean? Like yes. I love to
0: talk about it's that. It's our I... own beauty version of that. And Jess and I don't talk a lot about the beauty YouTube community because frankly, like I'm not as invested in it. It feels Same. more like a TV show and a reality show than the actual products and the science and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But wow, naughty list. There's so much drama. Yeah, this was epic. I'm hoping it does not like
1: escalate from here. <laughs>
0: It's nice time, nice time. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, this is another simple one. I really enjoy Fake Spot. It's, What's Fake Spot? Have oh. we not talked about this on the website? Oh, we did, we did, we did. Fake Spot is a website with this guy that invented an algorithm that you can put in a URL for a beauty product, and it will scan all of the reviews for so the you beauty like product. Yes, I love it. I love when data and science makes me a smarter beauty consumer. So you put in the URL. You have a bit of data. What? You love a bit of data. I do. I do. I can be very left-brained at times. I know. So you think you like this product, and it's got, like, these amazing reviews. And we learned last year on our naughty list, remember the whole Sunday Riley controversy mm-hmm. that we talked about where, like, you're faking reviews? I think this product was already out at that time, but Fake Spot scans the reviews to see It uses all sorts of data to decide were they deleted? Were they uploaded again? Was the same IP address doing 20 of these reviews? Was the language used like sort of like Mm -hmm. that robot language? You know what I'm talking about when you get to a website and you're like, Mm -hmm. a robot wrote this. Yeah. So I just, I've been using it all year and I think it's fabulous. So I just thought, just for shits and giggles, I'll put in the Revlon one step hairdryer and volumizer. Oh, everyone's obsessed. It's like truly this is the product that took over the Internet maybe last year, but sort of this year also. So I went on Amazon and I put their their whole URL into FakeSpot. It didn't do horribly. It got a rating of C. Some of them get like a D and an F. But basically it gives you a grade of like how – much can I trust all of these reviews? And my favorite part about it, which is actually really funny, if you put in a lot of products in a row, you can get, it pulls out automatically the most authentic review and the least authentic (laughs) review. That's funny. Can I just read the least authentic review? Please. (laughs) For the RefLon hair dry. Use a different voice. It'll be funny. (laughs) So I ordered from my (laughs) seven-year-old daughter, who has been wanting the dryer, (laughs) have not tried it. (laughs) This is my favorite part. (laughs) but I'll update you. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks, Sheila. (laughs) Once I use it myself on Christmas Day, LOL, it's a really beautiful color. Oh my God. I've watched a lot of other reviews. I hear nothing but good things, but I truly don't know. I think I know this lady. <laughs> so I think it's funny. Like, the algorithm obviously isn't reading, reading everyone, but it knew she didn't actually try the dryer. Right. So, like, just discount this review. This woman gave it stars and everything because she liked the color and she bought it. Has she used it? No. And I really like Fake Spot because I feel like it gives me, like, a sense of control, which you know I love a sense of control.
1: You don't Thoughts say. and opinions.
0: <laughs> you have nothing to say. No.
1: I, oh, my thoughts and opinions? Yes. I think it's great. I think that there's a lot of fake reviews out there, but I also think like I don't know when I read like reviews for something, I don't think it's fake. And maybe is that naive? I'm reading a lot of like baby stuff reviews. Like this oh, is a
0: great yeah, um well, that's jumper or something or whatever. Correct. And this this URL in this app, it just yeah. helps you realize, like, okay, let's take this with a grain of salt. Which is fake spot work for things like baby stuff. It works for anything. You can put it in
1: a URL. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I get it. All right, I'll definitely try it tonight. Okay, bye. My registry is going to change. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so this is my last one. Okay. And then, Jen, you can do your final one. But my uh, nice... Oh, my me. God. I'm it sorry. feels like it was I like... I just finished
0: the bottle of wine.
1: <laughs> like a little drunkard, like... Ugh. <laughs> okay, Jen's me under the table soon. So, my nice. I'm gonna kick it back to early 2019, and I'm gonna have to put a link here because I don't know how many of you saw this. But you know how everyone's talking about the Peloton ad and like they're real mad about it. I actually don't see now. I know something viral that you don't know. Usually, Jen knows the viral stuff, and I'm like, huh. Remember when I had to explain "hot girl summer" to you? Oh my god, that was so funny. I thought that was just a hashtag. <laughs> Sorry, I don't, like, listen to, like... Sorry to this man. <laughs> I
0: think I also explained that one to you.
1: Okay, so moving on. Uh, <laughs> so, the Peloton ad, I think most of our listeners will know what I'm talking about. It was a little, just, like, off. I would say, like, as we say at work, it's just not working, which mm-hmm. is, like... That sucks. <laughs> it's just, it didn't work. It didn't work. I know what they were trying to do, but, like, something fell flat. And But I'm not here to talk about the Peloton ad. I'm talking about the Gillette ad from the beginning of the year. Remind me. So the Gillette ad was all about toxic masculinity.
0: Oh, yes. I
1: fucking, excuse me, loved it, okay? But it got so much hate that I'm like, hmm, like, you know, what am I not seeing? So let me explain it. It was all about toxic masculinity and like me too. So remember like the catchphrase or the slogan for Gillette was, Gillette, the best a man can get.
0: Shit, Remember bro, that? that was good, yeah. Oh, thanks. Remember how we can't sing? But yeah, yeah that was
1: good. <laughs> thanks. I have my Mariah Carey headphones on right oh, now. That's great. So it was like they showed a clip of an old ad, of this guy like, you know, shaving and like, getting a kiss by like like a white, like, you know, probably like 22-year-old woman, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then it like broke through. Like, we're busting stuff up. Mm-hmm. And then it was kind of a long ad. We should link, we'll definitely link to it, okay? okay. And it, was very, they tried to be very cinematic and they showed things that made me just kind of choke up and my body feeling comfortable, like a kid getting really bullied or a guy like a boardroom and then he like touches the shoulder of the woman next to him. He's like, what she's trying to say is like all of these, um, oh, and then like a guy catcalling and it was very heavy-handed, mm-hmm. which I, I can see why people were like having a bit, bit of a giggle about it, but it said like, you know, is this the best we can do? Like as a voiceover? Okay. And they showed all of these really like traumatic things if you're a dude or if you're a woman. It wasn't just like guys are assholes to women. It was like guys are horrible to each other. You yeah. know? Okay. And I think I know people laughed at it, and a lot of men came, they were tweeting. And um, that's it was like even on the Today Show, I remember this, saying like this was patronizing and you make us all seem like, you know, ogres. Yeah. It was it was a little one note but I think how brave of a brand to, like, a dude's brand, mostly, mm-hmm. to get in on this conversation. Like, for me, this conversation is very interesting. And...
0: Wait, so people were finding fault with them calling themselves like the old school stuff? Yeah, they were kind of like, hey... Because they couldn't show the actual things that we know have been in advertisements, because that would have been illegal. So they had to, like, fake them, and that's what the problem was with the ad. If we just it get was away like, with the problems and get back to the point, which is what we should have been focusing on, they were calling out toxic masculinity. Exactly. And for,
1: um, like, a primarily men's brand, or, like, a Associated with dudes, to be like we need to check ourselves. Maybe you didn't love the execution, but the only other brand who I can think of who's done that is like um, Axe. Like they went from well, frat may boy brand. I remind brand, you of like
0: three of your other nices what? that were gut checks, Victoria's Secret. Like you, I, there's a theme, man. You really I didn't. Are. I didn't
1: realize that I was bringing a theme. Dove talked about like being like a dad, like beauty brands that are um, getting with the times. Getting with the times. Axe was like frat boy brand, and now. Like, I'm obsessed with Axe. Maybe you guys it. Oh, they that. also
0: did in the same vein as Gillette. Yeah, it was like, of... find
1: your magic. You don't have to be that dude. Um, they partnered with an anti-bullying charity. Yes, yes.
0: So I think it's like,
1: you know, we always are wagging our fingers at the big, you know, the big conglomerates about, like, how they need to step up. But I actually think they stuck their neck out and they kind of got, like, hit. But,
0: but nice I, to them.
1: Yeah, I I thought it was great. All right, Jen, what do you got? We're Close Close rounding it out. Close I'm it rounding up. it out on a nice note.
0: On my nice list this she, year, she's,
1: she's had three glasses of wine. And now she's feeling amenable the, to no, the beauty the industry. Na-
0: <laughs> no, my nice list is the behind the scenes team at Fat Mascara. Oh my god, that's so nice! First of all, like everybody's favorite favorite of 2019 is intern Tiff. First of all, let's just like shout out to intern Tiff. We find. miss you so much. Um, second of all, I realize we don't talk about our producers enough but it was molly earlier in the year it is now michelle michelle can you just come in here and get on the mic or can we hear you i love this can we hear you if you talk right now will you record it i think she can get your ass in here then i'm making her open up the little door she's always like through the window talking to us this is michelle she produces us and puts up with our shit for the last how many months michelle get in here six months are we so annoying
2: no, you guys are the best. I love You're working with you. You're the freaking
0: best. She is so great. And every That's every so week sweet. she puts up with us. And I just think the team at Atwell Media, Michelle especially, I don't. Oh I my just God. don't even know what to say. I don't mean to embarrass her. But no, but right get back <laughs> in the mic and, and, and say, like, happy, I don't know, say whatever you want to say.
2: Um... Fat mascara is the best. I love working with you guys. You guys both have, like, amazing personalities. Like, Jen is the fiery one. Oh, no, this wasn't about me. No, no. Now, I'm the what one? Jen's, like, the fiery one, like, the boss, edgy one. And Jess is, like, the <laughs> badass. It's like, I'm going to tell you how it is, especially now that she's pregnant. And I love it. It's Wait, so fun. is Jen my
1: boss? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> she was, like, <laughs> she's just <laughs> saying we got sass. Oh,
2: okay. We, you guys people, have sass.
1: But, like, in different
0: ways. But Yes. Th- 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 thank you to you for keeping us real and telling us what's what and – editing all of our mistakes all year long you're the best oh yeah okay i'm hugging you yay love michelle love at media and just truly everybody that makes us helps us put this podcast together you guys it takes a lot of work we have full-time jobs oh my god it's a passion project for both of us i love it so much i think 2020 is going to be full of amazing things we are
1: so excited to hear more from you this year and it's just it's been awesome you guys have like you know you keep us going Thanks for listening. Fat Mascara is produced by our friends at Atwell Media. You can check out our website, FatMascara.com, for episode recaps,
0: product recommendations, and discount codes. And if you want to reach us directly, email us at info at FatMascara.com, or you can follow us on social, at fatmascara, shoot us a DM. And we'd love if you went over to iTunes and threw us a rating. How many stars? Five.
2: Five, please.